Thank you for this uh, this iced coffee that you brought. Yeah, yeah, man. It's my fucking pleasure. bomb, dude. My pleasure, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I'm probably going to have to save it to the morning or I'm going to be up all night, dude. Yeah, the caffeine will kick in. But I, wanted, but I wanted to taste it because if, you Messy. know, you know, you want to, I was like, if I'm going to have you on the show, bro, I got to at least try your coffee. I've never tried it. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I ran right way. past you at the at Oh, the yeah, you, you thought about it. You took a photo. I yeah. was like, oh, bro, I got to, I got to go. Mario came through. I got some coffee. That was love. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I'm. <laughs> You know, I'm always on a timer because like we were talking about earlier, I, you know, I got the kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like every event I go to, I'm like, I'm on a timer because I can't leave my wife with two. You, you walk around with that pressure? Like I got to go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely do because it's like I, I know what it's like when the kids, I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Oh, yeah. Those babies. Yeah. Oh, dude. So they're, and they're boys, dude. Just all boy. They're wild as shit. Bouncing off the walls. Oh, dude. And, you know, it's overwhelming for one parent. You know what I mean? God bless oh, single shoot. parents. Yeah. Yeah. God bless single parents, yeah, bro. God bless them, man. Yeah. Because when no, I know. I, I, had, I had a partner when I was raising my little ones when they were little. Yeah. Thank God for that, you know, because, you, you know, helps. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I try not to leave my wife with the boys alone for too long. And she mm-hmm. tries to do the same for me. We try to, you know, because you're. I thought for a second you're telling me you're a single dad. He's like, no, I'm thinking about my wife. All right, all right. No, you, no, you, no. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like make, I'm not trying to make her life any harder. You know, no, what that's, I mean? that's with the, sweet with the yeah. kids. So you know, I she's like, oh, go ahead, have fun with your friends. But you know, yeah. If I get an hour, hour and a half with my friends, like fucking cool, man. And then it's back to you know to dad mode. Yeah, no, it's good that you seek your own time too, man. It's healthy for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and then and then I get to share that with with my family, the, like the good vibes. I bring them back home with me. Nice, yeah. Or I yeah. try, you know, because sometimes you come in and it's a fucking dumpster well, fire. It's you, you're like, yeah. You're taking that energy that you you know absorbed and carry it with you, you know. Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, we're sipping. Yeah, this, tell us about that. Man. This legado straight rye whiskey. It's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a woman owned whiskey. That was gifted to me by my friend Christiana. Uh, Christiana creates. She she decked out this whole thing for yeah, it's me. Bedazzled, it's beautiful. Oh, dude, I fucking love it, man. It's like it's, uh, it's got a cool art everywhere podcast label on it. Looks good. Yeah, bro. And the the original photo that that's taken from is from uh, Mario took the picture. Oh, that's a real photo. I saw that on your on your podcast. Yeah, uh, the biopic. Yeah, dude. So that's that's the picture that Mario took of me that he put on the beer can, and then she just. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah congrats. Some... Congrats. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on that, that beer can is dope too, man. That's love. I, I like, bro. I like seeing you guys do your thing, bro. That's, you know, that's Mars brainchild, man. And it's, it's, it's pretty rad to be a part of it. You yeah, know, it's good, man. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Shout out to Legado. Yeah. Legend. Salud. It's a legend. Salud. Mm. Yo. Yes. Smooth. Yeah, dude, it's nice when yeah. it's like it's like clean mm-hmm. going down, and then at the end you get a little bit of yeah, you know, it's like yeah. oh, but it, just a little bit. I enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, it's a little yeah. sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, where does your 
So how did you become the mobile coffee guy, bro? Oh man, that's a, it's a journey. It's like, um, you know how uh, everyone has an idea of what they want to do. Like, oh, I wish I, I could do this or I can do that. For a long time, mine was, I wish I could open a coffee shop because I love coffee. You know, I'm passionate about coffee. Love it. But um, upon uh, deciding to open a business, uh, looking at the cost of overhead to get into a space, I just could not realize that capital. Like, I, I could not see uh, like an eight, eight, $800,000 investment to get a space. Uh, I just, it was beyond my means. So, you know, the obvious route was to do a mobile. Um, what really solidified it um, was uh, I was in line to get some Indian tacos at a powwow in Stanford. And uh, there was um, like three different Indian taco vendors, uh, the homie doing shave ice, um, maybe somebody selling waters. But because of the location in Stanford, I thought all of these people would probably buy a cup of coffee. And that's when I was like, like immediately, I'm going to put my energy into creating the mobile. And that's what got it going in uh, 2017. Yeah. Gangster, dude. Yeah. Blessings. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that rad how like sometimes it just hits you like, oh, this is what I should do. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to do something sometimes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like it's unknowing. It's a driving because it's like other other ideas, other pressures, other people's ideas of what they want to put on you, what they think you should do. Uh, at some point, it's like I, I got to trust what I want to do and do that. And yeah. That, and, and it's like, I, 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 I can definitely, um, I'm, I'm appreciative of the fact that I went in that direction because it, it set me on a course that I'm really happy with. Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's something about waking up and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause all your efforts are going into, to provide for you to, um, and to make what your, your ideas grow. It's like my efforts go to me. I, I appreciate that, that, you know, the sweat of my brow goes to increase my pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, dude, you're you're good at what you do, man, and you're the you're the right kind of person. Thank you, man. Blessings. Because you ever meet somebody who like they're good at what they do, and then you spend two minutes talking to them, and you're like, uh, oh, it's personalities, man. It's like uh, fuck, man. I started to think about this uh, not too long ago. I was like, I, I, you know, it's like the personality to just speak to people, or, or like in sales, you know, sell, selling coffee. It's uh, it. You got to be a people person because you're going to be around people, you know. Uh, what we were talking about earlier uh, while we were waiting is um, moving around over here in South Sac. Uh, we moved so much that I was uh, always constantly like the new kid in school. So it's like I think I think back and I was like, oh, I think I developed the way to speak is by being new and uh, having to make new friends all the time, you know. So it's like that personality goes in hand in hand with sales, you know, or, or being a, a people person. Or trying to like make connections with people. Yeah. Like meet, Cause you, you can identify with people in, on uh, many different ways, man. Yeah. 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 Well, you're, you're good at it, dude. You got the right, like That's I remember when, says, when you came you in think, with, um, you're with este uh, Umberto. Umberto, yeah. dude. I, uh, dude, I freaked him out a couple weeks ago. Did he tell That's a good dude. No, him? I don't, I don't remember hearing oh, about bro, it. So, so there was like, so there was like gunshots oh, like, shit, yeah. like down the street over here, you know, where they're, where they're, where they're, uh, the little shop is right here. Okay. So they have that that um, uh, the name escapes me. Which how far away are we? This little shop. A block away. Okay. Yeah, we're a block away from the shop. What is it? The Makers. Okay. Oh, the, the Hacker Lab. Home uh, the Hacker Lab. Yeah, it used yeah, to be the old, Hacker old Lab. Now, now it's yeah. called Etchel um, Made by Hacker Lab. 
I think it's called Made. Yeah, Made Studio. Uh, Made Studios, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Made Studios. Those shots fired cool over shit. there. Yeah, like like in that neighborhood back in there. So okay, there was like yeah. a helicopter and all this stuff. And oh, right and there, back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back, back right there. So you know, or somewhere around here. So there was like a helicopter, and they were like, "Oh wow, you know, it's crazy." And then I don't know this. I'm coming to the podcast, and I stop at the stoplight right here, and I see Humberto like riding shotgun in the car behind me. Nice. So, yeah. so I just throw it's the, it's a red light, so I throw it in park, and I and I like step out of the car and oh, I go, "Hey, what's up, bro?" Yeah. yeah, and I go, "Hey, what's up, bro?" Just like whatever. But they couldn't like I was like they washed out in the were, light. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, "What?" I saw the look on their faces. They're like, "Oh, we're about to get fuck. carjacked." Or yeah, something. and they were they were like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude," and I go. Oh, uh, what's happening? So I just get back in the car and then I drive, <laughs> then I drive over here like a block away. And then I text him immediately. I'm like, Hey bro, that, that was, was me. me in the car. <laughs> dude, this dude like video chats me. He's like, he's like, he left like three video chats. And then he texted me. He goes, Hey bro, you just freaked us the fuck out. Dude. Yeah, we didn't know what happened. Yeah. So I call him back. You kind of look like a hoodlum, man. Yeah, and he and he tells me like, "Hey, bro, we didn't know who you were. You're just some dude that got out of the car." And we're like, "What the fuck is happening? Fucking people are getting shot at over here and now." Oh yeah, are, you know, in context, yeah, that, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So so yeah. I was like, "Oh, bro," I go, "I saw the look on your guys' face, and it's I know terrifying. I've had that look on what's my up, face." What's up, Humberto? Humberto, what's up, bro? Shots out. <laughs> yeah, that was the dude. It was it was funny because I was like, "What? This, they don't know who I am." That's a good dude, man. I I pulled up on him uh, Saturday. Uh, him and his girl were doing uh, our exhibition in Roseville at the Maidu Community Center over there. Uh, there's a, a, a Maidu historical site off of uh, Douglas and Rocky Ridge. Yeah, Mindy yeah. was showing. Yeah, Mindy yeah. was showing. Roberto was showing his work too. He's an artist as well. Uh, he's really good. I I didn't realize how well he was. Uh, he had a, a couple of good styles, man. He had a, a good Chicano style, good graffiti style that I, I didn't see before. So I, you know, uh-huh. yeah, I, I gotta dude. check out. I gotta check out some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check him out, Creative Samurai on Instagram. Yeah, dude. He's like the nicest dude, bro. He's yeah. he's like a genuinely like kind soul. Yeah, very yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's the truth, man. He's, he's got good aura, dude. I got to appreciate this whiskey, man. It's got me hella uh, chill because before I was mad nervous. Really? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I, don't underst- I don't understand that. Like, uh, it's like people people say that yeah. all the time to me. They're like, oh, dude, I'm like, It's I'm good nervous. until you sit down. Then you're like, oh, I'm nervous. Like that. You see that? <laughs> um, but I don't. It's, it's. I always tell people this, dude. Um, whenever you see me and we're talking, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's what I try to. I try to keep it at that. <laughs> You know what I mean? I try to keep it at that, like, just chill. Everyone's just having a good time. We're just talking. I'm moving shit around. Oh, yeah. You got to you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, uh, walk it down to the Modelo. Yeah, yeah. got to get that Modelo. Chaser. Go, put it on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, I, I try to tell people, like, any conversation you have with anybody, if if you just hit record, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it could be a podcast. All right, yeah. Because so I before I started the podcast, yeah, I'd be talking good. to people like really interesting artists, dude, and I'd be like, "This could be a podcast." And then I ran it past one of my friends. I go, "Hey, dude, what if I had a podcast?" Like would they I just say, interviewed would artists. They listen to it, and he was like, "He was like, oh yeah, dude, I think you'd be great at it." Yeah, he's like, you know, you like people. Yeah, you're yeah. genuinely curious. He's like, that's what you need in in uh, a host. You know, somebody who's genuinely curious, like you want to know things about people and you want to meet people. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I remember the first time I met you was over at the uh, Third Eye Gallery in Del Paso Heights. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just chopped it up, you know? Yeah. yeah dude. It was good energy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, what 
What, what, I'm curious about this podcast because I've, I've checked it out before and you talk to a wide range of, of people. You know, you don't, you don't just target one demographic. You just talk to all kinds of, well, mostly artists. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, it's called Art Everywhere because like even before Christiana like put this, you know, beautiful artwork on here. Yeah, before she did all that. Somebody else had already made this design for this. Okay. Right. So they made this really elegant. Yeah. Design classy, in this classy. in this bottle. It's 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 art. Mm-hmm. It's art. So if you if you go to like a a museum, and they have like pottery from like the Greeks, mm-hmm. right? Like a Greek pottery. They're gonna be like, look at this is Greek artwork. Are you thinking this is going to be the art in the future? People are going to look. Back? Yeah, dude, this yeah. is this is art, dude. Like, so when Wally's out there cleaning up the mess, <laughs> yeah, Wally, <laughs> they're like, "Yo, it's 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 like that." Like, I really believe, like, somebody designed the microwave, somebody designed mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the refrigerator, somebody designed this microphone. Like, somebody was creative in this way, and they saw they're like, I, "There's something here. I need to make it this way." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's I, something that drives a person from inside that when they see something. And it drives them to create that thing that they can see. That's that is art. That's expression. Yeah. So it's yeah. art everywhere. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. art everywhere. Like somebody, That's what's up. Yeah. somebody designed this building. Somebody designed all this stuff. There's there's design everywhere. And we just look at them as things, like this beer bottle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like somebody said, Hey, this is the shape. Mm-hmm. And they said, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. They were, hey, we're gonna we're gonna dress it up with a gold wrapper. They're like, Oh, fuck yeah. He's describing the devil. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and it's like it, it's it's an art and then there's there's another artist that came up with the formula like hey look this yeah. is how we're gonna brew it oh yeah that's another art in itself yeah it's yeah creating the flavor profiles yeah so like you yeah, like yeah like when you when you choose the coffee beans mm. when you choose oh like the roasting profile like how do you how do you because this is your baby well uh, it, it's like the mobile coffee was created to learn the business uh, the goal is to um, create a brand and wholesale that brand out, and that is resiliencecoffee.com. Resiliencecoffee.com. Um, that the connection uh, with with um, the source is through one of the homies over here in Sacramento. His name is Greg Irons. He's a brown beret. Uh, when he found out I was doing coffee, I originally started sourcing my coffee wholesale through Naked Coffee over here off of Broadway, across the street. Started, yeah, just literally right yeah. up, right right around the corner from here down the street um uh that's a good place to start a lot of uh coffee houses actually started through naked just leave that there um but then uh greg put me in touch with uh, another another homie um he, like he was a a brown beret but he was a black beret you know that's a, a political uh activist group um but this guy had went down to chiapas in the mid 90s uh, during the Zapatista movement resurgence that was happening over there when they were trying uh, to dispossess the native people uh, of their land. Subcomandante the Marcos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. That, that kind of stuff, bro. Yeah, that exactly. Dude, yeah. That dude, so bro. the the he's an elder, he's he's my elder. Um the his name is Juan Loera. He started the cooperative after spending some time in Chiapas, and he's been growing that uh Mind Wins Legacy cooperative since then. And uh that is to uh, get the same varietal or the same uh, crop in these Mayan farms, and it's it's a farmer-owned cooperative. So therefore, the proceeds from my coffee goes directly back to the Mayan people. 
that that because I source it directly from the cooperative. So that is my move with that. So I got the source, and I just gotta meet the demand. So they're they're like indigenous people, like yeah. an, an, indig- yep. an indigenous community. Yeah, the, the the crop I have right now that just came in, that's the current crop. It's cool. It's called culatik, which is a Mayan word. I don't know what it means, but it's you know <laughs> they have their own. I don't. They they. If I if I met a Mayan dude, I'd probably tell me what it meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that varietal. That's what it's called. So you know, uh, or from that community, that region in Chiapas. So there's yeah. uh, like it's a state and it has different areas, but they all grow coffee and it's it's good coffee. You know. And these are these these are like the um, these are the people who who are able to keep their culture because of the. My culture, yeah, it's the indigenous people to uh, Central uh, America, Mexico, um, the host nations. Yeah, they are, I, in my opinion, I don't think the Mayan culture is in risk of disappearing because they, I mean, uh, I met a guy who is a Mayan MC, and one of his um, uh, goals is to keep the language going by doing Mayan rap, you know? So it's like, uh, that's just a random ass thing that happens in life. You just meet people in different walks. That gave, gives me hope because uh, there's all kinds of indigenous communities that are on the break of losing their culture and their language. But when you reinvent a way to preserve it, like putting it into hip hop, that's one way to keep it relevant, keep it from going extinct. So, I, I mean, if there's people doing that and there's whole communities that exist that are farming, I, I think that'll stay intact. Matter of fact, dude, uh, I met a dude over in uh, Daly City who's a Mayan dude. I thought, you know, he's a little short. You know, I thought he was, you know, Mexican dude. He's Mayan. He can speak yeah. Mayan and stuff. You know, yeah, he speaks Spanish too. Yeah, that's a thing, bro. Yeah, that's a thing. A little short about the like, <laughs> bro. That that's it, man. Those are those are the the Toltec, bro. Yeah, yeah. The the Olmec, the Toltec, they're the ancient they're, peoples. Yeah, yeah, bro. They're they're little hardworking savages, bro. Right? Yeah, hardworking people, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. Bro, they built pyramids, bro. Our our ancestors had pyramids, man. We had arithmetic. We had books, bro. We had you it's know crazy, codices. Dude. Yeah, we had all that. Dude, trade lost, routes lost to history because it was burned, you know, by priests. A lot of it, bro. Yeah. A lot of it. But, you know, the, the thing was, um, as opposed to, like, say, the Plains Indians, mm-hmm. the the people had the jungles oh, to, yeah. to, to hide. Yeah, the, the rainforest. Yeah. They had, dude, they had the jungles to, to hide in, so they were able to, like, like tuck things away. Hey, they were yo, able to... You, the secrets hide in the jungle, bro. You strike a chord with the whole coffee correlation because it's like when the uh, first Europeans came down to Mexico uh, to start coffee farms all, you know, through Mexico, Central America, Latin America, um, a lot of them were, were European. They're, they're colonizers that started the plantations. You know, they call them fincas down there. Um but they, when they would try to get the indigenous people to work the farms, they would just leave because they knew the lay of the land. And yeah, yeah so then they started importing, uh, you know, African the Africans, slaves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like, yeah. That, that's the same thing that happened in Florida. With the crops and plantations. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they said, oh, yeah, hey, get to work. And they go, sure thing, boss. And they would leave because they <laughs> know the lay of the land. Yeah, that, bro. When, when uh, California was um, colonized, it was originally colonized by the Spanish. And they had started missions, and they would go out and, you know, uh, it's fourth grade history. Everyone's required to learn it, I think, in California, you know, with the with the indentured servants or slavery, slavery of indigenous people, native people here in California. But they um, never replaced them with blacks because this was added to the union as a free state, as a free state. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like you know the different politics affect the 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 country, you know the, the the nation in different ways. Anyways, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> that was that was really cool. So you were you were saying that they're called fincas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plantations are called fincas. Uh, I didn't they know grow that. coffee. Yeah, the coffee plantation is a finca. So like the so I learned the that one of the the words for coffee because there's there's tons of uh, words for coffee in. Cape. So they so chanate. Chanate, never heard that one. What's that? What's that? What's that? Chanate, it's it's uh it's I I believe it's a uh it's a Nahuatl word. word. Okay, okay, yeah. Right? And then um I've also heard uh Warichi. Warichi. Warichi, something like that. Warichi. I'm gonna have to ask one of those Warichi? Mexica guys, what's up? You know? Yeah, bro. There's like <laughs> different. There's different dialects, but there's different words. And so in in prison, a lot of times, like the old time cats, because they they speak Nahuatl, they they mm-hmm, study it. Mm-hmm. Right, especially dudes like in the shoe and dudes are that are like it's like a way like to connect higher. with your culture or your yeah. heritage, you know, to find self identity. So you know, it's that language, bro. Yeah, so they'll ask for sh- for some chanate. Chanate. That's chanate. Coffee. Yeah, that's coffee, bro. That's what's up. Yo, hey man, I recently last year discovered that my name is a Nahuatl word, and I never even knew that because uh, growing up, everyone called me Cuate because I'm a twin. Yeah. Yeah, and every time I try to search how to translate twin into Spanish. It always comes up. Gemelos. Gemelo, yeah. Uh, always, always, always. And I was always confused. Like, why isn't it translate cuate? Because that's the word I always was was taught. It's twin. That's a Nahuatl word. Yeah, dude. I didn't know that till recently. Isn't it, isn't it interesting the words that have like um that have survived and mm-hmm. that have become part of the first the, the Spanish lexicon, mm-hmm, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 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 American Spanish mm-hmm. lexicon. And now there's like this United States Spanish. So we're every so we're, area, right? So, so we're their own. so we're we're splitting. So the same way that the um, the Central Americans were the the Olmec, mm-hmm. and then eventually they you know through war and through you know people just migrating and doing you know what people do, you know they eventually became the Aztec Empire mm-hmm, up front, mm-hmm. and then the the Mayans kind of dwindled into you know the smaller communities and less of an empire, and they became culturally distinct right because there's different food available up north there's different yeah the whole climate the region it'll produce different results different things so there's yeah. so there's different different, different plants to use which, right. which develops how your house looks versus the other people's house right so in mexico resources so a lot of people's families come from mexico mm-hmm. right yeah mine's and they, good. yeah some of some of mine did as well so they come from mexico and they come up here and now there's this split that's happened in the last 150 years where now we're becoming culturally distinct from the... You mean Chicano the, culture or are we talking about like California culture or like, like Chicano like, culture or like Californi- like, culture? Well, Mexican-American culture is a different thing because you could go to Texas and they'll tell you, oh, dude, I'm not Mexican, I'm Tejano. Texans are proud, man. Bro, Texas they're Tejanos. First, bro. Hey, that's it. Yeah, they're, they're Tejanos. That's it. Like, I'm not a Mexican. I'm a Tejano. My my yeah. family's Tejano. You know, like you I got go family in Texas. We went to go visit them, man. They fly the Texas flag above the American flag over there, bro. They're not they're playing, Texas bro. first, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they're they're different. So so it's becoming that, right? It's becoming this this other thing, and I, and it's interesting because I, I think about it sometimes. Sometimes I'll like I'll smoke a joint late at night, and I'll be like. I smoked bro. Detroit before I came here. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You didn't seem stoned at all, bro. Nah, dude. It was like waiting to come over here. I was like, let's smoke real quick and then uh, head over. 
I'll, I'll usually like sometimes I'll <laughs> sometimes I'll smoke like before I go into the house, like because everyone's asleep already. Yeah, that's a good feeling, huh? So I'll just I'll just take like I'll take like maybe three hits, right? So I'm just like a little bit lifted, and plus I've usually had a beer. So I'm like, I'm feeling kind of, you know, like, hey, man, I'll take a couple of hits. And then my wife will leave dinner on the stove nice. for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be eating it. I'll be going through my phone or I'll listen to music. I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is tight, dude. I'll be eating all quiet in the dark. What do you listen to, man? I'm curious. Um, So it depends. But I really like, like, complex textures. Oh, and sound. And sound. Do you know the producer LP, El Producto? Uh, what's that? Run the Jewels? Oh, run the jewels! You would like yeah, run yeah, the yeah. jewels. Yeah, I saw his, them his at style um, of producing is, is complex. Yeah, dude, I it's saw hilarious. them at uh, at aftershock. Oh, that's what's up, dude. So it's a it's a metal show. It's a it's a metal like oh uh, aftershock yeah here in Sacramento. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. A four day music festival. That's right. That's right. And, yeah, dude, and they they played like they played like late afternoon, so they oh, were like high right. up in the bill. Yeah, and they fucking they they ran the jewels, bro. They were that's fucking, what's up. They I were got doing to the damn see thing. Ice T at Aftershock with his uh, body count. Body count, dude. Uh, dude. That shit was tight, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude. Cop killer, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, but it, so the body count, body count show was was lit. This last Aftershock, it was it was dope. I was. I missed it. I saw we, we went and saw somebody else. Really? Yeah, dude. We saw somebody. Else. I forgot uh, who it I was. I see body count. Yeah, I was over there. Um, Going back to the Olmecs and the and the Toltecs, you know what I think about being here from California is that the Rocky Mountain, excuse me, the Sierra Nevadas, man, it's that same ridge that goes all the way down the continent, man. It's that same exact ridge. The Continental Divide. Mm-hmm. It's like um, our Sierra Nevadas, these foothills behind us, uh, it's the same ridge, bro, that's connected all, all through all these peoples. We're all related, you know, through the planet. It's interesting. Uh, because of just the nature of people to go back and forth and visit with others, you know, it, it's not surprising to find commonalities with people that are just a little bit farther away. Yeah, and and it it's it's also interesting at how different cultures can be that are fairly close to one another. That's true. Yeah, like as you come out here, and a lot of the native people, like the the coastal people, like um. Like the Wintu, the mm-hmm. the the Pomo, like the the people that are up here in the forest, like they have different, mm-hmm. they, they they just have you know different customs, different the same thing. Uh, celebrate, what I'll say about uh, like resources, like over here, like in the foothills, or we're talking about if the Indian people over here, like the Nishinaab people or the Maidu people or the Miwok people, to make a house, if it's in the forest, they're gonna make it out of cedar, and that's like called the Umacha in Miwok. And then if they you go down to the coast in the wetlands, you make them out of tule, you know. Um, it's still a little house, you know, but it's the resources. Um, all, yeah, yeah, that's what's. And up. the plains people had the the teepee or yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just it's it's what you have, and if you're if you're a nomadic like like mm-hmm. the Lakota, like that's, you know, that's that's what they did. They just moved around. They followed mm-hmm. the buffalo herds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's also why they had so much influence on the plains. The the plains is a big place, man. It's yeah, big, big yeah. place. And if you if you're not following food, you don't have none. True. Yeah. Exactly. You it's know what I mean. And yeah. some people are like, hey, yeah. you know what? This creek is kind of nice, man. We're gonna well, we're gonna settle here. What's your what's your background, Phil? What's your what's your so heritage? so I'm Spanish. Like my grandmother's side of the family is Spanish, and then my grand and they came over from Spain. Like okay, like yeah. Her 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 parents came over from Spain, 
it was just recently that they found out like the the route that their that my great grandparents took. Wow, they know the how they got here. So so like with ancestry.com, like my cousins, like my mom's cousins, like 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 started pulling they found a thread and they're like, oh, so they started pulling at it and they found out that they landed like somewhere in the Caribbean first. Because because they had to get off the boat. Yeah, Yeah, so they got off the boat. So and when they got off the boat, they had to sign that they got off the boat. And then when they got back on another boat, they signed to get on that. And then that's when they landed in Mexico. And then from Mexico, they they migrated up to Arizona. Mm. And then Arizona, they're just like, all right, we're here. And then when my grandma was 13, she's like, Hey, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then from Arizona to Cali. Yeah. So her and like some of her like her her brothers, like her because her brothers came from Spain, her oldest brothers came from Spain. So they're from Spain. Mm. And she was born in the United States, never learned English, bro. <laughs> never learned English. She just grew up to speak in Spanish. And I'm like, wait, what? So she's got yeah. a birth certificate. She she had a she had a birth certificate from Arizona. She had social security. Never number. learned English. Never learned English. Same and I asked her as a kid, I said, Hey, Grandma, how come we don't speak English? And she goes, you know, in Spanish, she said, Por qué? And I was like, I recently found out, according to my auntie, that my grandmother came from, their family came from Spain. And I had always assumed, because that's what I was told, that my dad's family came from Durango, which is true. But apparently what my aunt was telling me, because at a funeral, was that um, that my, my grandmother's family came from Spain to Santa Barbara. And then my grandfather met her there and then went back to Durango and had... Uh, my dad and all their siblings. Oh wow! And then my mom's family's from Juarez, so I got a Texas. I got the family up in, in Texas, you know. You yeah, know, so Mexican, yeah. Yeah, so then my my grandfather, who's this, this is my mom's parents. So that was my mom's mom. My mom's dad is span is French. And Mexican, so right. his so his mom apparently. If, was, if you've never seen Phil, he's not that light skinned He's on the dark skin side, but he's on the lighter of the dark wait, skin wait, side. So, so <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like on the uh, the cafe con leche. Because I'm a little darker than Phil, right? So so they're so they're all fair skinned, right? Yeah, because you said all French, so yeah, you so, gotta so have fair all, skin in there. Yeah. yeah, and and she was like a fair skinned lady. So apparently there was like fights over her. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like that's part of the family lore. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. That's and that's a, also yeah. why you know they, they had like pretty cousins and stuff, so mm-hmm. they had to like come up here and get away from the fucking. Because back then you just oh you want a wife, you just fucking throw over a horse and take her back I, to your house, I bro. I suppose that's how they did it. That's back how then. they, bro. That <laughs> like that's how they did it. And my grandpa had to go. You know, he got into some shit behind some of that, so he had to come up here with one of his cousins and. That's how he he ended up leaving Mexico to come up here okay. because he got into some trouble down there. Oh wow, yeah. Behind one of his fair wow, skinned cousins, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're they're all like tall, like um, European fair features, skinned, yeah. yeah, fair skinned, like six two. You know what I mean? I got Stick I got like some relatives that are real light skinned with the the hazel green eyes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of relatives like that. Yeah. So, um, but my dad's side of the family, they're very indigenous. Oh yeah. So my so my they, granny, she. She tells her story. It's all, you know, all this stuff gets pretty muddy. There's no, there's not a lot of paper trail. No, that's why, like, I find it curious if you can find information because me, myself, is like, I don't have no information how they, how people came here because it was, you know, it was, they they came over as illegal immigrants, I think. And then, or my mom did. And then uh, my dad, I think, was born in Durango, but then he became a citizen here. 
Uh, but he had passed away already. Um, but my mom became a citizen in like ninety mm, something. Yeah, so it's like I'm a first generation American. So it's like when I hear of like you telling like you can find the entries, that's very fascinating because like like I and people uh, what identity? entry? Yeah, yeah. You just hopped a you just hopped a line, dude. There's yeah, not even a fence, bro. Yeah, it's most, just an imaginary people. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so my dad's side is it, it gets of course very muddy um so my dad's dad uh, uh, the way the story goes is they're apache mm. and mexican okay yeah that goes right on the border it's right on apache the border people right on the border so they're apache and mexican i know a bunch of native people that's like i don't know native stuff man i'd be tapped into yeah bro I was, I was gonna ask you about yeah. that because you're always you're always posting with the native brothers yeah and- my my kids are, are part me what uh I, I met a me what girl in high school and we, and we ended up having three kids together so I was uh, kind of adopted into their culture, yeah, to, yeah. to a certain extent. But yeah, I always been like, blood. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican. You know, what I'm always telling them I'm Mexican. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're like, ah. no. You know, people, the, I mean, you become familiar with people. They just accept you. You know what I mean? You become part yeah. of them. Well, but it takes time. It takes time. They don't just accept you right away. You know? No, no, no. There's always <laughs> there's always the the old silent guy. Yeah, they'll be silent. And like, you know, people like you when they start making fun of you. That's when they like uh, you. Yeah, they'll be like, hey, man, what's up with that jacket? Hey, where'd you get that jacket? That means they like you. you know yeah, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, man. They're trying to rise yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me, uh, so back to my, like, my granny, her, my, this is my dad's side again, right? So my dad, they're Apache and Mexican. So the story goes, right? And yeah, then my, and then my granny is, her mom was from Mexico and her dad was a native man who was who had a family so my my grandma was a product of like families? a side oh yeah, yeah oh yeah bro <laughs> and then apparently he died like in a car accident oh no yeah yeah so he died in a car accident and and where she says they're from they're like southern paiute those okay, the yeah, people where, they, the where she says they're the from on the other side of this yeah so it's down down Dallas. by down by la so there's there's the there's the Nevada Paiute that are up north, mm-hmm. and then there's the the and they come all the way up here into uh, Northern California as well. They'd probably be over uh, closer to Yosemite. On the yeah, other I think side so. Because I've talked to some of the native brothers. I, I used to I used to hang pretty tough with the native brothers in uh, in prison. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's yeah, up. bro. Because they're you know they're cool, bro. Like they're yeah, they're man, just they're, you know they got culture to share. You got history. You got identity. You got pride. You know pride in self. You know. I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing when people find culture and tap into it, you know. Nothing yeah, like that. strength of character. Yeah, yeah, it's because you start to realize that it's like, you know, it's more than yourself and you have something. You know, like, uh, if you've been around Native people, you've heard of the expression of the seventh generation. Um, the seventh generation was a, a prophecy. Um, uh, look into that yourselves. But I have my own uh, interpretation of the seventh generation. If you look... If you got seven generations, you're going to have your great-grandparents, your grandparents, your parents, yourself, your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. But if you think back in your own life, you knew your parents, you knew your grandparents, and you might have known your great-grandparents or you've heard of them or you're directly influenced by them, right? So then you have your kids that you're raising and your grandkids, hopefully that you're an influence in. But by the time they get to your great grandkids, that would be the seventh generation, but you would be the common link to take the information from your great grandparents to your great grandkids. And that would be seven generations, but you are the link that connects them. 
That's my interpretation of the Savage Generation. Whoa. Where's Bond? Yeah. I've never I've never heard that. That's I've me. never heard That's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that. And um it makes it makes perfect sense. See, that fucks me up, man. Yeah, yeah, because it may like we're talking about it's like living for beyond yourself, you know, your the way the decisions that you make, the, the things that you think about, you know, or the things that you want to express yourself. Hey bro, you think like an artist. Merci, thank you. Yeah. Well well that's well that's why I have you that's why I wanted yeah, to have you art on, bro. Everywhere podcast. It's art everywhere, bro. Like yeah. and this is the thing. I like, am an artist. <laughs> you're, you're an artist. Like yeah. uh, you know, you I paint. Yeah. <laughs> do you paint? Yeah, I paint. I build things. Yeah. Dude, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know bead. that. Yeah. Oh, you bead? Yeah. What do you make? Uh, I make earrings, bro. I make earrings. I like making earrings because they're so. When you are holding beads in your hands, it's like you're holding uh, tangible paint because you know you, you can paint with the beads. You graph it out like however nope, you want to do. I just start you stringing them up how I feel. You know, what what color palette I'm in the mood for, what design I want to create. It takes a little bit of time because sometimes you start building something and you're like, oh, I hate this. And you take it apart. Yeah. And you put it back together. Or sometimes you make something and you leave the mistakes in there. You're like, oh, shit, or whatever. But um, I started beating because um, a couple of reasons. Uh, a long ass time ago when I was like 18, 17, uh, my... Ex-wife's aunties uh, come through and do after-school program at the, uh, the Native Health Center downtown. It's called Snack now. It's Snack, the, yeah. Uh, Sacramento Urban Health, Sacramento Urban Indian Health Project Incorporated back in the day. Before it was Snack, it was Soupy. Uh, anyways, uh, they do uh, beating after school, and we'd go over there and learn how to beat and stuff. And then uh, later on in life, um, picked it back up because it's like uh, having to focus and having to pick up things is it's good you know, uh, practice for it's meditative. Focus. Yeah. It's meditative a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, uh, it's a, cell- good, it's a good way to focus. Yeah. I had a cell. He was Dene. He's part Dene. Yeah, yeah. And he used to, uh, um, he learned how to bead from some of the elders mm-hmm. and they'd, uh, they'd say, uh, there's a old man bear. He'd be like, Hey Carlos. Hey, you want to fucking bead? And he'd be like, yeah. He's like, Hey, go ahead. Fuck these up. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're done fucking him up, I'll show you how to do it right. Right. He's right. like here, and he and he gave him like some templates. He's like, this is how we teach the kids. So he gave him like this like this little graph paper mm-hmm. like that has these little circles in mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. He's like, you just color like this and have whatever design you want. He's like, and I'll give you some of these designs. He's like, and then just you know just fuck it up, and yeah. then I'll show you how to do it right. Yeah. And he's like, I oh. think with art and anything, it's like there's no way to do something wrong as long as you're yeah. trying, you're trying to create something, you know. But I think it's also you like, can you can make something and you hate it like oh this is terrible I don't want nobody to ever see it but without that you wouldn't learn to evolve it to the next thing that makes you happy. It's the scaffolding to success. Scaffolding. That's the scaffolding like to that, success. Yeah, because yeah, I'm using scaffolding at work. Yeah. So I just like I was like oh look oh, at you this. You thought about that? You're climbing up there. You're like yeah. Well, well without climbing. well if I want to get to the top of this fucking thing, how am I going to do it? You know what I mean? You got to start at the bottom and work mm-hmm. your way up. And yeah. and there's a there's a scaffolding that's being built. And the way it works is like that seventh generation thing. Mm-hmm. Like the ancestors built the scaffolding for us. There's a, there's something to be said about like how, how often is it like where what I'm what I'm trying to say is where you might manifest something from not even your design like some some somebody else. Like, 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 let's say, for example, physical traits that you inherited from one of your ancestors, right? You have no control over that. What if 
there's like ways to express yourself that are also inherited that you just didn't realize it came from somewhere else. Perhaps, you know, because what if like, like, for example, something in the blood. Yeah. Like, like, let's say say your grandfather was a musician and maybe your parents not a musician, but you like the grandkids a musician. Sometimes that happens, you know. Bro, I'm a musician. Is my kids, are, my my dad was very musical. My dad was an artist, but he just never applied himself to an art. Mm-hmm. A discipline, but right? To a dis- yeah, he he was never he was he was just wild, bro. He was a Mustang. Okay, you know what I mean? He's just wild. He's so running it's that, free. It's not, a, it's not Apache blood. Yeah, bro. So, yeah, there's there's something to that, man. There's something to that. Yeah. He's just and and his dad was kind of like that, mm-hmm. but he he mellowed out. My grandpa mellowed out like later on in life. You know what I mean? But he was wild too, and hit my my Theo Bossy. He was fucking wild too. He was a fucking biker. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a wild nature. Like I have it, I have it. And what about the mute, mute musical <clears throat> part? So so they all have like this very creative, like very like magnetic kind of thing, and it's like they could do anything, right? And my dad was just he he, he liked to dance. He he was like super into music. He like loved music. So when I was a kid, I grew up listening to like uh, Prince, James Brown, um, Morris Day in the Time. Like, I've never heard of that one. Oh, dude. The the time? Oh, yeah. dude. All right. I'll um, check it out. There was, you know, just all this different music that that my dad listened to. And it was it was really cool because a lot of the stuff he listened to wasn't on the radio. Hmm. It was like his cassettes or their records or whatever. And he always he always like like leaned heavy on that shit. Like he'd get drunk or whatever and he'd want to listen to music. And he'd just want to listen to it like late at night. Just fucking too loud whatever but you know his love for the music for music i don't know if it influenced me or if it was just something that he had in his blood like passed to me but from a very young age i was very into music like how does that sound happen oh yeah what what's your favorite what what are you listening to right now back to that question (laughs) okay back it all circles (laughs) back so um let me see what do i what do i have even yeah like you just go to your your preferred streaming platform to like what's the last thing I was listening or look at your like um like what did I search last? And then I'm gonna go to my like song. Oh, so my I lo- last dude. like song was Rockness Monster. That's my last my last like song. So I I These listen to boys. like I listen to John Frusciante. He's the he's the that's the the guitarist from the Chili Peppers. From the Chili Peppers. Oh, that's his what's up. his yeah, solo stuff is fucking weird, dude. All right, yeah. All of his stuff is like they're all. He has like fifteen albums out or whatever. I have most yeah. of them on vinyl. That's what's up. Yeah, that, but yeah. they're all very different. Some of them are like acoustic records. Some you of them like are, the guitar, bro. Yeah. Hey, dude, do you know a, a guy around town named Ashwit Rodriguez? He's a guitar player. No, no. Man, that fool is. He sounds like Carlos Santana, man. He's really, really good. Fuck, dude. That's yeah, that's, no, like, that's high like compliment. No, man. like no joke. That dude is really good, man. Uh, check okay. him out. So listen, listen to this, Mr. Can I send you? Uh, can I Bluetooth to this thing? We're gonna, we're gonna interject the audio. Just play it to the Anna? speaker. I'll play it to the speaker. You won't be play it to the speaker. Okay. Let me see. Uh, let me just let me just play it. See if it comes up. So uh, the microphone. Hold on. And that's Mario, the producer. And I'm sure all the followers know. Will it show it's up? It's produced by We Are Sacramento. Shit. Shout out to Mario. <laughs> all right, try yeah. it now. What is it? TB27? No. It's uh, it'll say you're broadcasting. Okay, let me see. The homie, I've never, I've never hooked me up with a whole bunch of cool stickers. Oh, we hell are yeah. Sacramento. We are 
Art Everywhere podcast. That's what's up. Yeah, produced by We Are Sacramento. Mario. That's what's up. Yeah, Mario okay, Lopez. Let me see. Bluetooth on. Flips it off. A Roadcaster Pro. There yeah. we go. All right, all right, all right. Okay, let me see. I'm gonna slap these around. Okay. John Frusciante? No, this is Modest Mouse. Oh, Modest Mouse. All right, all right. Hold on. Uh, very diverse. <laughs> Man. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is what people listen to, you know? Like everyone listens to something else. You would you never know what they listen to. Yeah, like there's there's people who like listen to fucking metal and uh-huh. they get out and they work at fucking oh, in, yeah. in the financial district. You yeah. know what I mean? Man, honestly, man, like I, I one day I was having a bad day and I put on some system of the down and I felt better. Well, you got hair like Surge. I'd be hearing I'd be hearing I look like Surge sometimes. Bro. Yeah, last time, hey, at that at that uh, tattoo that t- tattoo shop, someone told me that. Yeah, yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah. So, and this is John Frusciante. All right, let's check him out. This art everywhere. It's art everywhere podcast. What music backdrops? Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The 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 whole point of this podcast is to get to know artists. Okay. Right. Oh, that's cool, man. Right. Have so, you have you noticed that most people that are artists are not restricted to one discipline? They they do music, they paint, they do. That's pottery. a very common thing. You know dude. what I'm saying? That's, it's, it's the it's the art of expression. It's like how you're feeling, and you want to, you know capture that or express it you know it's like it's like water dude it's like water so water comes in three forms all right yeah all right but it's still water yeah yeah, yeah. you know you what i mean mystify it. it's 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 <laughs> you can freeze it yeah you can <laughs> freeze it you can solidify it. yeah you can yeah. steam it yeah or you can just it could be liquid you can jeet kundo it but i think there's a there's a thing that kind of ties everything together you turn the sing off. Boop, boop, right. boop, boop. So there's something that ties everything together, man, that I think um, artists have that we, like, we just have to fucking do something. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to let this thing out, whatever it Every is. Every once in a while, yeah. You just got to let it out, dude. Yeah. You let it out. Like, you got, your, you got your bead work. You, you know, you well, make coffee. My medium is, is aerosol, man. Like, uh, my background is in graffiti. Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you I, have an Instagram for that? Nope. No, no, no one sees my graffiti on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is my personal Instagram, man. Ed one and only. Instagram Ed One, bro. I don't even have that Instagram. You don't know. You don't follow that one. That's my personal Instagram. You don't have it. You don't have it linked up on your thing for sure. Ah, man, I'm so bad at technology, man. I'm old school cat. I'm I'm barely uh, catching up, man. I'm 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 late. What is it? Uh, Ed Ed, One and Only. Yeah, Ed One and Only. Oh, dude, I am following you, bro. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You got lost in the algo. Yeah, yeah. My last post was with Mike Love. He came over to SAC. That's a talented guitarist from Oahu on the leeward side and Kaneohe. Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Yo. 
Yeah, man. Shout out out to the uh, Poly people, man. What's up? Blessings. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So um, aerosol. Yeah, I like I like I like uh, spray paint. I recently started working on canvases. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It's just like everything else. It's, um, just use what I have. Uh, when I first started drawing, it'd just be pen and pencil, um, blue pen, you know, black pen, the big, you know, use the resources you have still from the school, get hella paper. <laughs> uh, yeah, get that shit for free, bro. That's what I used to do. That was my sketch paper. I'd take reams of just fucking just help myself. Um, but yeah, always been drawing, learned to draw. Um, by just copying logos, copying Mickey Mouse, the Bulls, the A's. Uh, I got into uh, developing sketching by, you know, uh, getting letters from my dad. And they would have the prison art on them, drawing that stuff. Um, and then that, by being able to draw those types of things, which is now what? The uh, tattoo art now uh, just morphed into being able to just, you know, build something, draw it. Or but then that morphed into graffiti. But then, you know, always having that root of being able to draw, you can always draw if you can draw, you know, yeah. which I didn't realize that everyone can draw. I thought everyone could draw. And it like boggles my mind when people can't draw. It's weird. Well, it's like this. People who grew up in the Amazon can't write English. Well, yeah. Right. It's only because they've never they didn't studied work, it. Yeah. Right. Same thing with drawing. I read this book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with you, yeah. Okay, and this lady breaks down how everybody can draw. It's a skill set. So you have to learn the skills. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that got, comes by doing, I suppose. Yeah, so there's like a, there's a way that she teaches or that she taught. This book was like from 1984 or something. But she would take these students, right, and she'd say, okay, draw, first off, bring in pictures that you drew as a kid if you have them. So people would bring in pictures that they had as kids that they would draw, like self-portraits or whatever. And then these people are like in their 20s, 30s, maybe their 40s. And she'd say, okay, now draw yourself. Do a self-portrait now. And what she found was that people learned the way that they saw a face, the way that they they would read shapes on a face, mm-hmm. was the same when they were a kid as when they were an adult. They never developed it past. They never because they would draw as a kid, but they stopped drawing. But they stopped drawing. So yeah, within sense. so within like three months, it shows like where they started, where they were as a kid, mm-hmm. how their current skill set reflects that. And three months later, they're drawing like portraits, dude. That's and she and she breaks it down step by step, like how to look at things, because mm-hmm. people don't really know how to perceive things. Is it is drawing like also like a muscle with atrophy if you don't use it? It's true because you won't be like really good at sketching something if you don't sketch. Oh, dude, I can't live sketch anymore. I can't. But if I have something like if I if I have something like if I could get an outline, whether it's a projector or if I just like set something and trace it, mm-hmm. whatever, I can make like fucking photorealistic shit. Right? Yeah. But I can't, I can't live the, sketch the anymore. Coloring, if you gotta understand light, if you can color, it'll look good. Yeah, if you if you understand light and shadow and form, yeah. and all that shit, like it's it's. I, I think if you the more you draw, the more you will arrive at the same ideas. You know, it's like oh, it has to feel or move a certain way. It has, yeah. You know, you start dealing with light, not a shade. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's 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 a, it's definitely a perishable skill. Yeah, yeah, you gotta keep it up. 
because you know Joey at um at the Washington Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Joey, yeah. that's my fucking boy, dude. Love Joey. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Hey, bro." He's like, I want you to do a pencil piece for me. And I'm like, dude, I haven't done pencils since I was in prison. I can't, I don't know how to fucking need, I don't even know if I can do it, bro. And he's like, dude, just come on, just fucking do it. And I go, I don't know, man, let me fucking. And he goes, dude, come on. He kept bugging me, kept bugging me. And I had like two beers and I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. Have you had him on this podcast? Yeah, dude, it's it's one of my favorite podcasts, I'm going to check that one out. I'm going to check that one out. You guys talk about the Washington Center? Oh, dude, it was like, uh. Okay, so Joey hates that episode. I'm going to check it out. Bro, bro Joey hates that out. episode. Shout out. out to Joey. Yeah, what's up? Bro, this dude, he's like, he came from an event, right? I, it was oh, like a do the podcast? Yeah, so it was like a King's event or something. Okay. So they were like giving out drinks and all this shit. So this oh, dude shows tipsy. up. He's already lit, yeah. dude. And he's like, what's up, bro? He's like down by fixings. Animated. He's like, yeah. what's up, bro? And he comes in here and this dude starts spitting like drunk history bro oh that's what's of sacramento of sacramento that's like he, he's up, like yeah. a fucking historian dude i'm like what the yeah. fuck yeah yeah and this dude just knows everything like where all the neighborhoods come from yeah like how um when they built the capital how oh, it displaced all these out. people like all this crazy shit and he's just like fucking cussing up a storm and fucking dropping knowledge bro mm-hmm. and i'm like holy shit and he's just fun dude it's just a fun listen i'm gonna check it out and then uh he listened to it and he's like he's like hey bro he's like fuck man He's like, I, I, I'm so embarrassed. I go, what? Dude, that's like everybody's favorite podcast, dude. Oh, I love. That's like the favorite episode because he just drops like so much shit. He knows so much. He talked with all the OGs. He's talked with all the, you no, know, it's, yeah, all that's the old what's folks. Up. Yeah, who, you can see that in him. In that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, he's very cultured and he's steeped in Sacramento culture. And that, that, that Washington Center is a hub for, the, you know, Chicano people in that area, which would be Central, I think, that neighborhood over there or Zapata Park. Um, you know that that good for them, and uh, I, I I grew up south of, of all that, so you know, um, yeah, we had our own center in Steve Circle. <laughs> hey, isn't it wild how like shit was very partitioned off before the internet? Oh yeah, everything is regional, like your neighborhood and your influences because of your school and who's there kind of shapes who you are and like the music that your your family's listening to, you're listening to, it's creating influence and impression on how you think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and before the internet, like there was like these microcultures. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where where people had regional styles. For sure, yeah. Now everything is like everything sounds the same, dude. Well, everything it, sounds it's the a same. Wider palette, yeah. You know what I mean? Growing up here, it's like I grew up. I literally grew up on X-rated and Brother Lynch. You know, same dude. Yeah, so it's like that's that's the stuff I grew up on. Sebo too, the Um, ball head nut. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, but like I don't think everybody else was listening to that. Just people in South Side. No, nah, bro. I was in San Jose, dude. I was on the east side you up there. You guys were playing Brother Lynch over bro, there? Bro, like, uh, dude. That's what's up. You know how many fucking primer gray cutlasses would pass by with that shit? Their trunk rattling? That's what's up. That's Fuck, good. That's love to know people are listening to it outside of Sacramento. Oh, dude, that shit was crazy, dude. And then, what like, uh, homies, the Exorcist, when that dropped. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. For it's like prison? Up, dude. I never heard anything like that before. Someone rapping for prison on the telephone. Yeah. Come on. Uh, uh, I think it was, I think Mac Dre did... That would be after X-ray. No, no, it was before. So, you so, think Mac so? Dre, yeah. So Mac Dre put him up on game on how to do this stuff. Oh, is that a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. All right, we're X rated, man. We're yeah, so oh, dude, he he's follows out. me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because that's I, yeah, because he's like, hey, man, if you do, if you like do this, do that, whatever, I'll follow you back. So I was like, all right, that's so I did. The real X rated, dude. Right. And I and I, uh, I messaged him. And I said, be. hey, bro. I said, hey, thank. I'm glad you're out because we we were in. Right? I was in New Folsom Looking after somebody like that. Yup. 
because I, I landed in New Folsom and he had just left New Folsom and he got sent to um, Salinas Valley. So he was over there for a minute. So I had just missed when he was on the yard over there. And um, and I knew that he was in New Folsom. I was like, oh, shit, I think X-Rated is there. But he had already left. And I was like, ah, because, you know. Isn't that I, crazy? Dude, it's so weird. Yeah. So uh, so he he left and all this stuff. But um, when he got he got out like a, a year after me or two years after me, and then he got on Instagram and I followed him and stuff. And, you know, it was, it was cool but to see he, him. Yeah, I'm doing the numbers, bro. You you recently got out. <laughs> yeah, I got out in 2015. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, 2015. I I, yeah. I got out and I paroled here to Sacramento. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So um, and then I, dude, I'm telling you when I when I found that apartment and I'm like, oh shit, right? The fucking the floor and gardens. Yeah. I'm like, this 24th Street. This yeah, this X raps block. about that. Yeah. I'm like, this is a garden right. block. Yeah. And 20 folk deep. Yeah, and I told my sister. Over there by Lama Verde. You know what I mean? Bro. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I was like, I was like, this is so crazy because I listened to people rapping about these streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm living here. I'm like walking the dog through the neighborhood. I'm like, this is kind of crazy, dude. Like when I think about it, I'm like, how does a life like form? What do you mean? So you mean back to to regional styles? Well, well, how does like like so like I'm gonna take my life for example, right? Mm-hmm. So I grew up in San Jose. It sounds like you're from Sac and San Jose, man. Well, here's the thing: I lived in San Jose until I was 18, and then I went to prison. Okay. And then I was in the county jail for so like your a year development. Yeah. So my so my early my early adolescence was in San Jose. Right. And it was fucking all bad. Right. I mean, I had some good times. Don't get me wrong, but it was fucking it's all bad. Like, I would not want that for my kids. But, you know, I grew up how I grew up and fucking ended up going to prison behind it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then for 16 years, I was I went from the county jail to New Folsom. Yep. Right. So I'm watching the, the local news. And then from New Folsom, I go to Solano, which is in Vacaville. Yeah. yeah I, got, I had an uncle in Solano. Yeah, so you know, yeah. uh, it's 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 right there, dude. So I the local news like Sacramento, like I, I already knew about a lot of these places before mm-hmm. I got, I got people here. People in traffic there, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm watching the local news, so they're talking about you know denials. They're talking about you know, like all the stuff that Sacramento point of offers. references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, the the squeezing. So what drew you to Sacramento then? Um, so I was a lifer. Was you now? I was a lifer, bro. Now how'd you get out, bro? <laughs> I had to invent hoops to jump through that's to, to get out to the parole board that's incredible man congratulations yeah. for your freedom bro oh thank you bro thanks what's up man um it's it's weird to even think about it because you're, you're uh, the path you're on right now man you're you're an inspiration bro well look man think about that i think about, about that. i i do just by talking about this shit you can get somebody to identify with you you know what i mean like like damn if you're if you were in a position where you were doing life in prison and now you're out and you're creating this this content someone's gonna hear this and they're gonna be like i can do i can do something myself dude and, and look man i i got a good big ups, I, big ups i left prison with a good name like you know what i mean like some people you know they get involved in some stuff they wish they hadn't mm-hmm. they get in trouble with you know they're further and further in the system right right and you know i i left and inmates and staff respected me so much so, did you have you had integrity then, bro? So here's what that's what <clears throat> you know what it all so, boils down. So you I, can respect integrity no matter what background you come from. So I I one dude because 
you know, the, we were locked down a lot and I was a porter, meaning basically like a janitor slash whatever, you know, you just mm-hmm. run stuff on the tier yeah, for people. Yeah. So I become pretty friendly with the cops, right? Because it's just us and them and we're serving, you know, 200 people dinner and you breakfast know, dude, and it, doing all this shit. Just observing you, dude, I kind of, I, I didn't know what you did for a living. I thought you were a correctional officer, tell you the truth. Really? Give me that vibe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so here's so here's how this works, yeah. right? Yeah. So I would just treat the, there's like this thing, like we're wearing different uniforms, right? Mm-hmm. They're wearing green and we're wearing blue. And it dawned on me, I'm like, hey, these dudes are doing time the same way I'm doing time. They just do theirs eight hours at a time. Right? They so live they, in that same they, world. Oh, they that live in that orbit, same yeah. world. They're watching people get stabbed. They're watching mm-hmm. people sell drugs. They're watching people do all they kinds of dumb all shit. Stuff, yeah. So they, they see it all. And I'm like, I, I, I started seeing them as people. I'm people the same way they're people. They just have a different uniform on and they have a different. You that, allow that, yourself to find the humanity yeah. in them. That's, that's beautiful, bro, because you could easily be like, they're the enemy. They're, or or they're gonna treat you inhumane. Oh, bro, you know, and, and you know some I mean? some of them some of them would. Mm-hmm. But I have this thing, bro. Or if you're gonna be a jackass to me, I'm gonna be an even bigger jackass. But I'm not gonna take it serious. Like um like this dude, he goes he goes, uh he goes, hey man, he's like, what you got in your bag? I go nothing. He's like, yeah, well I don't trust you. Let me see that bag. I go, hey man, with that haircut, you're talking about who you don't trust. I go look at your hair, bro. Yeah. You can tell me you don't trust me. I, I don't trust a guy with that haircut. He's like, oh, man, what are you talking about, my haircut, man? I, I go, man, that thing looks like, like, look, man, how much money? You, you make pretty good money. Get yeah, a fucking, don't, yeah. don't let your wife cut your hair. You got your wife cutting your hair, bro? What are you doing? And dude's like, what the fuck? And the other cops are laughing. I'm like, all right, man. Hey, sometimes you like, you, you like your wife to cut your hair because it feels good. <laughs> oh, bro, but it don't look good depending on who your wife is, right? right. If she ain't got yeah. no haircut skills. She ain't got no haircutting skills. Your wife don't got no haircutting skills. <laughs> so, so there's like there, there was like that. this thing, right, where I started seeing people as people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're either you're either cool or you're a fucking dick. And if you're a dick, you could be a dick on your own. I don't, you know, I'm gonna keep it short. I'm gonna keep it respectful. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, people who are dicks don't have really a sense of humor. So mm-hmm. if you don't got a sense of humor, like I can't fuck around with you, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just gonna keep it light and you know keep it moving. Well, I was in Solano for 13 years. Damn, bro. Yeah, dude. I was yeah. 11 years. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was on level 3 for 11 years and I was on level 2 for 2 years. And in that time, I saw like recruits, like the new recruits come in. And then by the time I left, these dudes are sergeants and lieutenants. Damn, they yeah, they elevated in their career. And and, dude, and, and tell me this, dude. And you're a witness. I'm friends with some of them on Facebook now. Yeah, I love. Because I've run into them on the streets and they're like, what the fuck, dude? What's up, man? Hernandez, what's up, bro? I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? And I just go give them a hug. Like, what's up, dude? How you been, man? If I can, mm-hmm. I'll find them on, they're like, hey, dude, are you on fucking, uh, are you on parole? I'm like, dude, I'm off parole now. They're like, oh, fuck. And I'll get a fucking friend request, bro. Congratulations, bro. But, and my, my thing is, and I've talked to some of them about it, right? And they're like, dude, you were always... I, I said, hey, dude, what'd you think of me? And they're like, oh, dude. You know, there's some people that are in there and you know, like, hey, man, this dude made some fucked up choices, but he's not a bad dude. Mm-hmm. 
And then you meet some people that are like, oh, dude, you fucking, you're beyond yeah. saving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Twisted, yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's that's everywhere in life. Yeah. That's everywhere in life. So I'm like, okay, fucking cool. Because when I was in there, I just focused on going to church, going, like, learning new shit, mm-hmm. um, whether it was learning how to play the guitar, learning music theory, learning how to paint, learning oh, yeah. how to draw, like, things that were going to, like, fuel, like, like the kind of person and I pres- want to be. Preserve your soul in a sense, you know, to hold on to your humanity to stay human. Yeah. And into, you know, more expression, which is art everywhere. You even found it there. Yeah. You know, dude. If you're doing music in there, you know what I mean? If you're painting in there, you, you, you're tapping into art everywhere. That's a good name for, for your podcast, for who you are, man. Because, <laughs> yeah, t- I was taking it from in there to out here. That's what's up. I was so surprised that it hadn't been taken yet. Yeah. That's how I was with Resilience Coffee. I thought for sure someone's using this. There's a resilient coffee, but not resilience coffee. It's like the present tense of, of being, you know. Yeah. yeah, so, like, how did you decide, like, I'm going to make this style of coffee, and I'm going to do it this way, uh, and I'm going to... Well, um, it starts with tasting coffee, and um, for me, it started with, uh, like, everybody else, I think it's Starbucks, man. When they started doing the single-origin uh, coffees, that woke me up to realizing that there's a whole world of fruit out there. The best way to explain it that I found is when you go to the grocery store and you see your apples out there, you're going to see all kinds of different apples that are going to taste different because they're grown in different regions. That's how it is with coffee. When you start uh, tasting coffee, even if you don't like it, you know, but it's a single origin coffee, you can taste where that coffee comes from. You can taste the elevation. You can taste, you know, the soil in a sense, you know, because it's going to have its own unique flavor profile from where it's grown. That's how it is like with apples, right? Because it's all a fruit. So I like to um, tell people to keep drinking different coffees, even if you don't like them, because your palate is going to change in like 40 days. You know, like when you were a kid, you didn't like something and now you like it. You know, your palate grew. Um, Doesn't mean you got to drink things you don't like, but, you know, be willing to try things. Uh, Back to coffee. Um, Just being excited about learning about coffee, liking the different flavors of it wanting to know more about it, that naturally created a desire to open a coffee shop, which, you know, at some point it's like either do or you don't. And for me, it was doing the mobile, uh, but set me up to start the brand. Resilience Coffee is the brand. Uh, and that's what I'm uh, growing currently. Uh, you can find my coffee at 3200 Broadway at Broadway Coffee or Classy Hippie Tea. You can find it over uh, off of 50 at uh, Capital Christian Center uh, by the drive-ins across the way. You, I, I helped a Ethiopian guy open a coffee shop last February, uh, Kind Bean Cafe. I was sourcing, I was, uh, you know, providing them with coffee as well. Um, yeah, just like hoping to continue that journey. Uh, people wholesaling coffee from me. Um, yeah, man, just like I said, just uh, tapping into something that I want to do and following that. And then you gotta, you gotta put the work and you gotta learn. You got, you gotta be curious. You gotta. Be around people that know. Ask. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to to sign up for trainings. You know, because it's like it's like I. So like I said, when I first started, I was sourcing coffee at Naked. They were doing a program where they were doing incentive to do a training, and you get you know free coffee with it, or the 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 amount that you were purchasing for wholesale or for the training would go into equal what you'd get in wholesale co- or wholesale coffee. Anyways, but like everything in the training, I already knew. 
But I wasn't going to go in there and act like I, I know everything. I'm like, I'm going to be willing to learn and hopefully pick up something new. You know, so it's like I'm always going to be learning, and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. You know, to be a student. But yeah, I'm still learning, and uh, I love it. I, I love what I do. So I'm a pretty good painter, right? I can paint a little bit, right? I still watch YouTube tutorials on how to paint. Yeah. Next, you're always going to be testing your own boundaries or, or exploring or, or by doing at some point. Like we were talking about earlier, we're talking about art. And I forgot what the, I think you were talking about, um, I'll just go forward. Like let's say you're making a bowl, right? Like at some point you can make a bowl that's useful, like just to use as a bowl. Or you made so many bowls that you get bored with that, that pattern and you start creating a new pattern. Because you still want to make a bowl, but you want it to look a certain way. Now you just created art, you know? Yeah. I. So I haven't really been able to paint because we, we moved into a new house. We bought a house over the summer. We just been pouring all our extra time into getting the yard because the house was a piece of shit. Okay. And we just... You know, but it was like a, it was a turd that just needed to be like shined Polished. up. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So we, but it's, it's, it's got good bones, mm-hmm. right? As soon as we walked in, first thing you see is a bar. I was like, oh, hello. I'm like, help. like, here we fucking go. Right. Yeah. So hardwood floors, like all that Beautiful. shit, but it all needs to be like, these people just didn't take care of it. They didn't give a fuck. So we've just been pouring all of our time into fixing up the house, making it like beautiful. You know what I mean? And, and the, the before and after pictures like to now are like fucking mind blowing. But all my time, the like the extra time that I would have like to paint mm-hmm. has just been putting yeah, other direct- it out. I got two kids. Yeah. I got a wife. You know, we need time to just hang out with just us. Do you find that by being an artist, you can just tap into the painting at another time when you feel like painting? Yeah, and it's very different. Oh, you gotta use the bathroom? Yeah, I gotta use the bathroom. Okay. We hit pause. Oh, you guys can pause? Yeah, That's we can pause, up. bro. Mario, fucking. And we're back like nobody ever had to go pee. Yeah, I had to go, man. It's the beer and the whiskey and the water. Oh, and the bro. coffee that I had before I came. Oh, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, dude, we all do it. Don't, don't even trip. Yeah. But, um, holding mad beverages. Yeah. So, so listen to this, right? When I finally made time to paint. All right, so I, I was laid off for like a month. I've never been laid off like that before. I've always had at least two jobs, right? And then I get laid off from this job. And I'm like, fuck, dude. So in that in that month, I didn't paint. I was just like working on the house, changing out electrical outlets, like doing different shit, digging up the backyard, just different shit that Every, I was doing. Everything that has to Every, get done. Everything yeah. that has to get done, I'm fucking doing it, right? And then like the last week before I, I had interviewed for a couple of jobs and I was like, you know... I'm just waiting for them to call me with an offer, you know, what they're going to pay me. And I have a free day, like a free afternoon. So I just, I sketch out a thing and it's like, like 80% done. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. I sketched with the paint. It fucking came out really cool. And then I started this new job. Zero time, dude. Zero time to paint. So you got it in when you could. This is the last time you painted? So I, I started going and then I was like, okay, I had a little bit of time. A couple of weeks ago, so I started painting on it again, like a little bit. And then people the kids, don't realize how long it takes to paint. It takes a lot of time to paint, dude. It takes. It, it varies too. The good ones paint themselves. Hmm. The good yeah, ones kind of paint true, themselves. True, true. Yeah. So, I, I started going whatever, and then, like something 
shifted in me. And I'm like, I don't want to paint the idea that I had before. Just done. Yeah. This is some, this is going to be something else. And then I just started playing with it, playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. And now it's this totally different thing. It's this totally different style that actually goes back to, you know, I was never the graph guy. I was always the lookout. Mm-hmm. My boys used to, you know, write and do all that. And I'd be the lookout. I'd be fucking standing in the rain with the yeah. fucking black umbrella. That's love to go out there and support. Well, you know, <laughs> they're going to let me sleep on their couch and we're going to smoke some weed and we're going to yeah, drink some 40s. And, you know what I mean? Those are I my boys. One, I took one homie with me one time that they have anything to do with graffiti. And uh, we, I went out and I was painting a train and the train started. Wait, this is a different story. But uh, no, I went back. I went out there and he wasn't a painter at all, but, you know, he kept lookout. Just yeah, because you're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, and and it's the I, only time I ever took a homie with me, and I, and I always <laughs> a distinction between like writers and homies are like the guys in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, well, it was kind of like where I grew up. It was like the the writers were homies. There's 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 that too that in San overlap. Jose. In yeah. San Jose, it's like a lot of tag banging. Oh, that's like L.A. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's like it. Not so much. There was like I remember there was one crew that was kind of tag banging here, but not not so much. It, it's mostly uh, uh, different expressions. Like there's because gang banging is obvious who's gang banging, but like, right. you never know who's doing graffiti. Like it's the like, like the graph crews in in San Jose in the '90s. Like there was like some big crews like TMC, mm-hmm. OFA. Go on. Um, MOF, <laughs> like there were, there were like, there were, there was big crews, dude. Um, and then, you know, you'd have cats from like Lords. Mm-hmm. They started over there in San Juan, I think. I, I think they're, they're like, uh, the first time I saw a guy from Lords was from in, when I was in, I was in San Jose for something and I saw a, a dude that wrote Manos and he had, so wrote, he'd be Lord Manos. T, yeah. From T, T, TFL. Yeah. That's the first time I ever saw. Uh, someone from TFL. Then I went tagging with some guys one time from. Uh, they were saying they're from TFL, but it was back in like ninety. This was in uh, ninety eight. Uh, but there, it wasn't the Lord's Crew. It was called uh, what were they? Thugs for Life. That's what they were, you know. But they were not at the same skill level. No, no, as, no. As people that I've met from from the Lord's Crew, because I think I think the Lord's Crew, like they came from like. New York or Chicago or something like that. Somebody showed up out here from like one of the crews, like back east. Well, because like if you say Lords, it kind of sounds like 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 some one of those East Coast gangs, like Vice Lords or Latin Lords or something so, like something that. Like that. Yeah, there, there's the Vice Lords from Chicago. Yeah. The Vice Lords are, are from Chicago, but I think they were like, I think they were a New York crew that moved to like, you know, the crews in New York were big in the back back in the day. So when they moved. Like I, I think some people moved to LA and then some people moved to San Francisco and San Jose, and they just kind of branched off and they became mm-hmm. this other thing. Yeah, that's like FC or other other crews. Like yeah, that. and um, and these dudes, but in San Jose, like the gang banging culture was so crazy that it kind of like bled into the yeah. like the writer it, crews. It's, it's 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 your environment, bro. It's yeah, because everybody's older because brother was a troll. Everyone lives in the exact. Everyone lives in a neighborhood somewhere, or maybe you don't. You know, maybe you're lucky enough not to, to whatever. But like your environment is gonna shape who you are. If like your 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 outlet or your passion or whatever is is graffiti. If you're in, if you're in growing up in a in a troll neighborhood, or if you're growing up in a trailer park neighborhood. Or if you're growing up in a in a whatever neighborhood, it's gonna reflect how you're in your style, you know. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, and I think that um, 
like all that stuff kind of influenced me. Like my color palette mm-hmm. is very much like graph cans. Like, you know, the, the, like, like there's a lot of like bright oranges. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, things that are going to get your attention mm-hmm. in a city. Everything's gray, especially back in the day. Mm-hmm. Everything was gray. There's a lot of grays. So you'd get bright colors. You get like, um, like a lot of like electric blues, like purples, like a like stand out against yeah that stand out against the gray so like that's that's where my palette comes from it comes Mm -hmm. from seeing all those colors and you know like the big pieces that people would do and that's cool to to grow up seeing like real big pieces you know there was not a lot of piecing going on when i was growing up here but like i understand in the bay area there's always been people yeah dude they were fucking they were going ham dude and i talked some of the older bay cat Bay Area writers that, you know, some of them were directly influenced from writers from New York. Like, you know, someone moves over and starts writing and then you see their style and, you know, you just emulate everything you see. So you and develop then you your evolve own style. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So like, like that, that's what would make a style regional where you can read different hands from, you like, you see some hand style and be like, oh, that's, you know, from San Francisco or that's from Philly or whatever, or that's from L.A., or that's from New York, you know, just by the style of the tag, because people growing up see tags in their neighborhood, and that's how a tag's supposed to look. So you emulate your tag to look like that, even though you develop because your letters are always going to be whatever letters you pick. It's going to be what the letters dictate it looks like, and what you want it to look like, and what you you know aspire it to look like, which would be somebody that you saw before, you know. Yeah, Incoherently, yeah. you know. My bad. Well, I, I think in in music, I think it's the most evident. Somebody said, um, everything you've ever heard is going to come out of your hands as a musician. Yeah. I, I was listening to, um, man, I, I don't remember who the producers were on Questlove, but someone had said something like, oh, this sounds like that, but they never heard it. But somewhere in the core, you were influenced by something that you had heard before, even if you subconsciously we're not outright biting it, but like it, it overlaps over or the the creative spirit, you know, find another way to express itself. Maybe sometimes people do, you know, come up with something that's so original that looks like something else's, but it has nothing, nothing to do with it, you know, but yeah. oftentimes it's like you've been influenced. Well, with, with music, especially because it like sinks into your subconscious. There's so many subconscious things that happen with music. Like, uh, like, so like uh, a lot of like African rhythms, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, um, that have like leaked into, you know, fucking all of Latin America. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, like this rhythm that's like, like the clava, right? Like mm-hmm. ding, 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 ding. So when you, when you see it here, like, um, like certain regional me- Mexican music, they'll hit a cowbell. Ding, 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 ding. Well, ding, ding, I mean, with ding, Mexican ding. music, with banda music, when we got that accordion yeah. and it's like tied in Ger- over there with exactly Germany, all that stuff. Exactly. That's German. Um, papa. Yeah, but it's the same uh, instrument, but it's got another expression. You know, right? That's so a, that's a good one. So the the so that the 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 is the heartbeat. heartbeat. Yeah, it's the heartbeat. Oh, that's right. That's right. So so some somehow some way people just like keyed into the heartbeat Every, and they just all have a heartbeat bro we all have that rhythm we're all alive yeah dude so 
like all, all that stuff. It's a drum, you know, the heartbeat. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's 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 pushing the world. Mm-hmm. So that's like every culture has their own drum, you know. I think yeah. everything keeps time. Oh, do you know what was sick, dude? I saw this video, <laughs> and there was this there, there was these fam- there was this family throwing like a carne asada, right? They're all fucking cooking and shit. And they have, I guess their neighbor came over. He's like an Indian man, like an older Indian man. And like he's got, his, yeah, an East Indian oh, with yeah, the, yeah. with the turban. Sure, and he's yeah. got like his little drum and he's like playing along with them, dude. And I was nice. like, that's fucking tight, yeah. dude. Oh, I'm man. Like, that's Speaking how- of, of jamming, 3200 Broadway every third Thursday does a jam session. It'll be coming up this next third Thursday in March at uh, Broadway Coffee if you guys want to pull up. Uh, it's dope. Uh, there's a guy named Vince. I forget his last name, but he has a host band that is fire, dude. And it's in, in, open to whatever uh, musicians, poets, comedians, you know, MCs, anybody that wants to jam. It's dope. It's third Thursdays at Broadway Coffee. Third, third Thursdays. Broadway. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool shit. Like Sacramento's uh, coming up. Yeah. So it, it's It's interesting talking to Sacramento natives. Yeah. Because you guys remember when this was like really a cow town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sacra tomato, they used to say. Sacra tomato. Yeah, they used to say that. Because, you know, they would be fucking big ass tomato trucks driving through here. Down yeah. From 99, yeah. Yeah, from uh, Yuba City. Yep, 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 yep. Yuba City. Yep. Yeah, dude, I, I see. My, my uncle drove one. <laughs> Bro, that's a thing, man. Yeah. That's a thing. If you needed work. There's some yeah. work over there. Or we had the the almonds, the uh, blue diamond al- almonds downtown. Oh, yeah. yeah. My dad worked over there. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I picked up some people, some it was like a young couple. They were from San Bernardino. And I picked them up like at um at a hotel they were staying at over here, like by Sac State. And they're like, Hey, we're going to I was driving Lyft. And they go, Hey, we're going up to Yuba City. Is that okay? Like one driver told us that wasn't cool. And I'm like, I don't care, dude. Let's go. I'm like, all right. So we get, go up there and they're like, hey, so what's there to do in Yuba City? I'm like, pick almonds and smoke meth. There's nothing to do in Yuba <laughs> And they go, what? I go, yeah, dude, who are you staying with? And they're like, oh, we're staying with my cousin. And I was like, yeah, dude, ask him. He's probably going to tell you all there is to do is pick almonds and smoke meth. You want to come down here yeah. and get into some shit out here. It's fun. And they're like, oh, really? We're, yeah, we're talking about the scene in Sacramento. There's a... Um, there's so many different. There's just so many cool people doing uh, art. I, I I love seeing communities form. Like well, I I like seeing what I'm seeing right now. It makes me happy, man. It's like people are finding their community, their fit, their expression, and they got they got support of each other. And that's a beautiful thing, man. It is, dude. Yeah. It is when when you see people going the same direction as you, mm-hmm. it's encouraging. Yeah, I'm listening to that. That sounds like a fan. You guys hear it? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, it's the heater. Yeah, it picks it up, man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. No, no, no. Mars gonna edit that out. Yeah. Anyway, what what fan, bro? Yeah, what fan? It's your biggest fan, bro. I'm gonna ruin it. I'm gonna take that out. My bad. My bad. Anyways, I'm gonna have to get out of here, man. I gotta go get yeah, some lasagna yeah. on. My girl's so, making lasagna. So before you go, bro, <laughs> I ask everybody this. What's up? What's up? Like, let's just say you drive up to Yuba City to drive a fucking tomato truck. <laughs> I am not going to Yuba and you, City. And you never <laughs> come back, up bro. There. You go you go up to Yuba City to fucking drive a tomato truck. Yeah. And we just we I'll don't drive through it. Like you're you're gone, bro. We don't know where you went. We're like, hey, this fool just Eddie just took yeah. off, bro. Mm-hmm. And all that's left. Is your legacy, bro? 
It's what you leave behind. Mm-hmm. What do you hope your legacy is? Man, I hope it's uh, my kids saying something nice about me that uh, that that shaped them and influenced them. Yep. You know what also I think about, man? When I die, who's going to show up to my funeral? And what are they going to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think about that, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, if you're lucky, man, it'll be a few old, old friends. Yeah. No, dude, I'm lucky to be alive right now. So it's like, I, there's no way I'm going to die anytime soon. Shit. <laughs> That's what's up, to be alive. Well, right. well, thank you for doing this, man. Uh, it was a pleasure, brother. And thank you for the wonderful coffee. Where yeah. can people uh, shoot out here? ResilienceCoffee.com. Uh, find me uh, uh, out in the streets at Big Tree Coffee on Instagram, official Big Tree Coffee. Uh, follow me and find me. Uh, support your local coffee hustler. All right, big blessings. All right. Thank you, brother. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and the Law. Oh,